Sales Magic is the podcast hosted by Jackie Lyles, a champion connector, elite corporate trainer, and best-selling author. Using her proprietary approach, Jackie shares proven techniques to help you navigate deep change, increase your sales, and transform your sales results. Jackie learned how to keep recreating herself and will show you how to tap into your own magic, your own unique power to innovate. Enjoy this episode. Hello, it's Jackie Lyles. Welcome to Sales Magic. We have Brad Harwick with us today. So Brad, welcome. Hey, it's good to be with you, Jackie. Thanks for including me. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm so glad we connected. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, the audience. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Brad. And then, Brad, I want you to fill in the blanks, the things that you think are really important that I might have missed, like how you worked on the Aggie bonfire or <laughs> fish camp or something cool from our Aggie past, since you and I are both Aggies, you know, so yeah. who knows? Brad has served in executive leadership roles in banking, high tech, international law, and engineering design. Before founding Aristotle Partners in 2017, Brad served as the Senior Vice President of Corporate Development for Stantec Berry, a 22,000-person firm headed, headquartered in Edmonton, Canada. Across his 30-year career, Brad has led marketing, corporate development, mergers and acquisitions, and leadership development. And I didn't know this about you, Brad, uh, that you've launched five companies, including two engineering firms, a software firm, a managed network provider, and a management consultancy. So you've been a busy person. And also, you've taken your, your ideas and you've lobbied in Congress for legislation that was signed into law and has been part of nine transactions in M&A. So yes. really, wow, I guess you're just like, whoo. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking a vacation soon. We were just talking about your upcoming vacation. So I'm glad you're taking a few days off. And you formed Aristotle Partners to serve the needs of owners and leaders seeking growth for their businesses where the absence of capacity or experience is holding them back. And I, I just have talked to so many people that are so curious about this fractional executive role that you play for your clients, especially for startups and mid-sized operations. Um, and I've worked for a startup, and I can say that we needed somebody like you. We were mm -hmm. looking for you. We just didn't know where to find you, Brad. Mm -hmm. Wish yeah. we would have known you then. <laughs> um, you received your BBA in marketing from Texas A&M. Whoop. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and an MBA in management from St. Edwards University. You have two kids in college, and you live in the Austin area with your wife, Kelly. And I understand she's a French teacher, so you're going to have a great trip to France. Yeah, when you don't speak the language, Jackie, uh, you, you go with a lot of people that do, so I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> yes, uh, when I was in France, they kept thinking I was ordering 7-Up when I was ordering 7 on Blanc. So, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will be a very big help to uh, yeah. have someone that speaks the language. And, I'm and looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful this time of year. Yeah, so, it's a little cool, I, I understand. So I'll have to, you know, pack some cold weather gear. 
Yeah. So who is Brad Harwick? What did I leave out, Brad? Oh, you, you did a real fine job there. You know, across 30 years, Jackie, that is, uh, that's quite a winding trail. Uh, I've had the opportunity to lead, you know, corporate uh, development, M&A, marketing, uh, learning and development. They're all, they're all obviously important in most businesses, but they're somewhat, um, you know, disparate. And so um, I think um, when I hung my own shingle six years ago after being on the inside for 30 years, I realized I didn't want to let go of any of those things that I did across 30 years. I enjoyed lobbying in D.C. I enjoyed everything I did. So I really didn't want to pick. And I thought, how do I how do I not force myself to pick? Well, you don't go inside for one because there's no job description that has everything that I've done. Uh, and, you know, like you, um, I, I just decided to hang my own shingle. And so this concept of fractional executives, I'm happy to answer all your questions there. But I'll tell you what, in this economy, uh, with all the layoffs that are going on, fractional executives have a real role because work still needs to get done. High level work still needs to get done. But unfortunately, a lot of those folks are some of the first on the cutting block. And so, you know, I'm getting a lot of, uh, in fact, today in the Wall Street Journal, just today, um, there was a good article about uh, fractional executives being kind of um, a career phase for a lot of folks that have done something for 30 years. So, so I'm excited to be in the space. Um, I invite others into the space. There's plenty of room for us. So, and I guess the last thing I'd add maybe uh, was, was formative for me. Uh, back during our years in undergrad at A&M, Tom Peters wrote a book called In Search of Excellence. And that book was kind of part of most business curriculums at the time. And basically he was a McKinsey consultant and he went inside different businesses and, and dove deep to help them uh, build their businesses. Well, that's, that's un, you know, um, strangely, that's how my career took, a, you know, took off. Uh, I was in four different industries over 30 years and uh, I enjoyed the variety there. Um, and, and then when I hung my own shingle uh, six years ago in January, um, you know, I realized that uh, that kind of approach to things was absolutely going to be how I ended my career, which is to serve, you know, be agnostic to industry and to serve as kind of a fractional executive for some of these businesses that uh, don't have that skill capacity on their team. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, the one thing we really have in common, Brad, is we're all about growth mm-hmm. and yeah. personal growth and uh, professional growth, but also business growth, because that's going to be the key. You know, I, I think uh, Mark Cuban said it best. He said, sales and growth can make up for a lot of sins. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you know, you and I, you and I uh, are in a good spot when we're focused on growth, because there isn't any business that I know of that has any kind of tenure that doesn't need to focus on growth, either the growth of the business mechanically uh, or, you know, the growth of the people. It's, it's always one or the other. And since I've led both sides of the equation, you know, uh, leadership and development and, and marketing and business development, um, there isn't a conversation I'm in that doesn't deal with both. So Powerful, powerful. So, Brad, we have some rapid fire questions so the audience can get to know you and to get really started in sales magic. Mm-hmm. So I'll say two words and you'll pick the one word that best describes you. Okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, morning or evening? Morning. Yeah, me too. Outdoors or indoors? Outdoors, although the last two years with COVID had us indoors a little more than I wanted to, to spend. 
Yeah. Adventure or chill? Chill. Truck or car? Uh, well, I've had both, but I'm kind of in the middle with an SUV, so. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. That's my hill country vehicle. I had to get yeah. an SUV, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk or listen? You know, I'm uh, on the Myers-Briggs type indicator scale. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, uh, which has us talking probably more than we should. But I've really worked over my career, especially leading others and building teams to spend more time on focusing, you know, on listening. So I think I think probably today I would say listening. Early in my career, I probably talked too much. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I, I got a C in uh, Mrs. Bailey's class for citizenship because I talked uh, too much, you know, in uh, second grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I got yeah, you. I know. But you, as you get wiser, you realize if you listen, you'll learn a lot. You know? Yeah, you know, Stephen Covey and his uh, highly effective habits, uh, uh, one of them in particular stuck with me, which was, you know, seek first to understand and then to be understood. And you can't really understand if you're not listening. So um, so I've always remembered that and try to be better at that than I you know, was probably in the first 15 years of my career. Falling in love with your customers can sound like a foreign concept to many sales professionals. But the reality is that developing such a relationship makes a massive impact on your sales. The Business Champion Sales Method will help your business fall in love with your customers and in turn, help them fall in love with you to reach better business outcomes. Get curious and get connected to this proven method that has generated billions of dollars in revenue and hundreds of thousands of sales for companies like GE and Cisco. Sign up today. So here's a question. What is the biggest business challenge you're facing right now? Uh, well, I think uh, we are all facing this with a down economy. And if we're just talking about the United States, um, uh, you know, there's layoffs at every level, uh, small, medium and large companies. And I, I think that presents a, a positive challenge for me and, and my business. Um you know, because of all those layoffs and because of that exit of intellectual property and talent in a lot of businesses, they still have the need for doing well in this down economy. And yet they've let some of their valuable assets go. And so the, the challenge, I think, for for those of us that serve in, in somewhat of a fractional capacity is to, um, you know, be reaching out to these executives that are looking around and seeing their workforces cut but yet the number of things they still need to get done, especially in the growth world, are still high. And, um, you know, they, they, they pretty quickly understand the concept of fractional executive, um, fractional obviously being a piece of someone as opposed to the full person. And they don't have to pay us benefits, and so they like that part. But uh, they get people, at least from our team, that have been doing this for, you know, 25, 30 years. And so we're able to get get things done quicker, I think, than some of the junior folks. So anyways, I think to answer your question, the challenge for me in 2023, as, as this economy still drags on, is to be reaching out to more folks to make sure that they're aware of uh, the way in which we can help them in that, in that tough economy. Oh, so powerful. So uh, what is the secret to your sales magic? 
secret to sales magic? Well, for me, I have been, Jackie, uh, almost my entire career in uh, B2B, even though I've had a little B2C, and then specifically in service industries as opposed to products. So I haven't worked for a company that manufactures widgets, for example. Most of mine has been in banking and international law, um, in, in high tech, um, and, and um, and engineering design. And so, um, you know, because my uh, focus has been on service-related industries, um, the, the sales magic, if you will, that occurs uh, almost always ties into relationships. And fortunately, relationships for me have been really a part of my life as far as I can go back because I've I've thought about that a lot and where I, where I got my inclination to stay in touch with people. And I think you and I share that. The fact that you reached out after so many years we hadn't talked is, is an indication that you value relationships as well. And so, so anyways, the sales magic, that, that, place where, that place where sales is not very difficult, that you're kind of in a zone, uh, always you know, ties back to relationships. I, I guess, secondly, I would tell you, Bob Berg wrote a book called Go-Giver, and that's a business parable. And, and you know, in that book, he's talking about the importance of giving as opposed to getting. And I think in sales, sometimes we're all about, you know, sometimes looking at people like they've got a pork chop around their neck, when in actuality, we ought to be spending time trying to help people. And I think I've done that for the better part of, you know, 15, 20 years. And, and the, the yield there is, um, even though I don't keep score, uh, the yield is after you've helped enough people, um, it's not very difficult to have a conversation with them about something you've got to offer um, when, when the time comes. So, Well, I, I can say that that's true, Brad, for me. I mean, the fact that you responded to me and we haven't talked in more than 20 years um, was wonderful because I remember how kind you were in the work mm-hmm. that we did with the credit unions. Mm-hmm. and how you were a visionary then. And I thought, well, he's doing this fractional executive work. I'd love to talk to somebody in that space that's a real expert in it. Mm-hmm. So you were my go-to person there. And when we spoke, you're a true, we call them business champions, mm-hmm. you know, because in our work, a business champion is someone who can make a decision there's somebody that they, they're willing to take a chance. They're willing to take action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt like that you were somebody that could give us some really powerful insight into how we could make a difference for more people. So I loved having that experience. And the reason I invited you to the podcast when I started talking about your business to my clients, because mm-hmm. of course you being so open to me made me want to reciprocate thinking, who do sure. I know I can introduce him to? Yeah. When I started talking to my clients about it, they're like, what does that mean? I don't know what that they do. And you know, how does that work? And, mm-hmm. and so they are people that have growing businesses, but don't understand that that's an option. Yeah, the terminology is interesting there. Um, while uh, most people, when they think about fractional executives, they you know they can kind of get close to what it means. I chose early on, Jackie, to not use the word consultant. Uh, it for me is more of a verb than it is a noun. It's not that it's bad because there's a lot of folks doing great work out there, but um, you know, uh, consulting and coaching for me are both verbs. They're not really a noun. It's not when someone says 
you know, who are you or what do you do? I don't say that I'm a coach or I don't say that I'm a consultant. There's, there's plenty of people out there that use that terminology. But when I, start, when I started my business, I realized what I was doing was, um, you know, going in at a very high level and trying to work on projects and, and problems that executive teams either didn't have the capacity for uh, or they didn't have the experience in. And I thought, okay, well, here's a niche, as Zig Ziglar used to say, uh, find a niche and fill it. Well, I thought that was a niche that I could fill. And, uh, and, and so um, I appreciate, you know, uh, certainly your mention of, of us when you are with an executive that has a problem to solve. Um, even in my business, Jack, even though I've got fractional executives across the bench that deal in most of the disciplines inside of an operation, there are many things that I, I, don't, I don't do. You know, I'm not an expert, for example, in assessments, in, in talent. I've had a lot of experience leading talent, but I'm not an expert in assessments. And so I had somebody that I have to plug in there. So that is the value that you and I hold uh, with networks is, you know, we've got a broad network that we can draw from to plug in the right people. And um, uh, really thankful that you reached back out after all those years. You know, that Aggie connection for us is unique and, uh, you know, we'll all, I'll always entertain calls from, from Aggies. In fact, I'm having, I'm having breakfast in the morning with four from the college business that are in town recruiting companies uh, to the MBA program. And so uh, I made time for them because that's what we do. I know, I know that is so important. And so tell me what's the one sales experience you've had that you can say that that was a magic experience. Mm. Well, that question is uh, over the course of 30 years, trying to find one experience is difficult because I've had so many, but there are some memorable ones, one of which your, your listeners may uh, recall. Um, I was in banking at the time as a VP of uh, business development, and I got a call from somebody in my network that was representing Emmett Smith, and Emmett Smith today is the National Football League's uh, rushing title holder. He's had more yards than anybody else. He's retired and he's in the Hall of Fame. But at the time, he had just won his first Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, they dropped that name on me and I was interested because at the time I lived in Dallas. And, you know, this relationship that I had previously with these folks that were now all of a sudden representing Emmett Smith brought the conversation to our front door and we had to make a decision and it was an easy one. But basically Emmett was trying to, with all those millions that he was making, he was trying to invest his money wisely. And so he decided to start a cell phone company. And at the time, cell phones were just kind of coming online and was kind of a popular thing. And so he built a company called Emmett Smith Communications. And not unlike any of the others that sell hardware, he was going to sell cell phones with his name on them. And he realized that he wasn't going to have a bunch of store outlets to compete with the AT&Ts of the world. So he was going to sell it through uh, kind of indirectly through other businesses. And he, he decided banking was a place where he wanted to try it. Well, so I got the call to ask if we were interested. And the end, the end of the story is we were, and we uh, aligned with his efforts to sell our customers cell phones and all of our people that were used to selling banking products then became very adept at selling cell phones. Uh, and it wasn't a hard sell with Emmett Smith in Dallas, Texas, because everybody loved him. But as a result, he uh, every week was coming over and signing memorabilia. And we would have a staff meeting and talk about who you know sold the most cell phones in the previous week. And so he was 
handing out jerseys and footballs and all kinds of stuff. But it was memorable. But if you tie it, I mean, certainly because of who he was, but when you tie it back to how it happened, it, it once again, back to relationships. We knew somebody, they thought of us, they called us, we thought about it. Next thing you know, that we're, we're doing business with Emmett Smith. So um, it's hard to kind of narrow down to one story. I've got more than you have time for on this podcast, but that one sure comes <laughs> to mind. That's a great story. That's amazing. What is your growing edge? Um, you know, I think the thing that, well, uh, I guess best way to answer that question, people have New Year's resolutions when a new year starts. Uh, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I do words. My word for 2022 was amplify. My word for 2023 is focus. And I think to, to answer your question about growing edge, I would tell you that you've heard the old adage a plumber's pipes are always rusty. Yes. Or a cobbler's, you know, kids are shoeless, that kind of thing. Well, I, I'm paid by my clients to help them grow their business. And, um, you know, when you look at what we've done for our own business over the last six years, I realized that I haven't optimized that network that I spent 30 years building. And so like what you did with me and reaching out to see what was going on with this fractional executive thing, I've got as a focus area for 2023 for me to reach out into my very, very large network and to begin touching folks that I have lost touch with um, because that is where where business for Aristotle Partners comes from is through people and relationships. And I've just got to do a better job of that. I, I think I did a superlative job over the last six years servicing clients, but I really didn't do as good a job um, maintaining and managing my, my own personal network that I think will be there for Aristotle partners in the future. But I think that's my growing edge for 2023. Well, thank you so much. That was very inspiring. I am so glad that you had time today for us. It meant a lot. And I know people are going to take it and just run with this great information you've given them, Brad. You're doing, you're doing good work out there, Jackie. Thank you for including me. And, uh, you know, as always, I'm here to help you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sales Magic. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Learn more about the Business Champion Program at JackieLiles.com and across social media platforms.